welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm here with Michael Massey. Hi, Michael. Hi, Kara. Hi, everyone. So today we find ourselves in the beginning of a very important passageway, a portal. Um, We are recording this at the end of July. And on August 8th, on 8-8, we will hit the peak of the Lion's Gate. And so this is kind of where we want to begin the conversation today is talking about these passages and and what they are, what opportunities they provide for us, um, and, and kind of go from there and see where the conversation wants to go. So, Michael, can you begin just by talking about, let's talk about in general these passageways. We've touched on this before, but how these gateways open up throughout the year, um, and then we can talk more specifically about the Lion's Gate. Sure. Um, So, uh, throughout the course of the year, there's many of these so-called alignments, um, and which are, you know, portals opens up doorways in consciousness that allow certain energies to flow. Um, some of these are planetary alignments, um, uh, uh, you know, full, full moons, equinoxes. So those are, you know, seasonal and cyclical uh, based. Um, can be the arrangements and alignments of the various different planets in the solar system. And... Uh, so those are some that are astronomical based, mm-hmm. and then there's um, there's others that we've talked about before that are like cultural mm-hmm. portals, and that they they may or may not coincide with some of the planetary stuff, um, but these would be you know your you know kind of major holidays and you know, Passover and Valentine's Day and Easter and Christmas and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, now some of them are also numeric. Mm-hmm. And so these numerical encodements open up certain doorways in consciousness. And, and so there's, there's 12 easy ones to kind of just, that just pop out. And that would be, you know, one, one, January 1st, mm-hmm. uh, two, two, three, three, four, four, so forth and so on throughout the year, all the way up to 12, 12. Um, so this particular one coming up, this is the 8-8 uh, gateway, and that is numerical, uh, that also falls in, in the, uh, um, the constellation of Leo, hence the lion's gate. Mm-hmm. Um, the 8s itself is a, uh, is a uh, carries, so each of these different portals carries different, uh, let's say inherits the attribute of the number associated with it. And eight frequently is, well, it's like a sideways infinity. So it's this like double infinity gate. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the various different gateways throughout the year have a certain flavor to them. Or uh, And uh, this particular one, the Lion's Gate, um, has a fairly significant window around it. Um, it's roughly, you know, a couple weeks before, kind of a couple weeks in the aftermath of it. But um, 
and it's going to be leading right into the to uh, the Perseid meteor shower. Mm. Okay, which is uh, which is a pretty significant um, time of year as well. So uh, all of this kind of activity, we got a new moon on the the eighth. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Also have we've got a good lunar alignment mm-hmm. with this particular portal, this particular gateway. And then uh, kind of back to the uh, the flavor of this gateway is it's it's really significant in terms of manifestation of of uh, introducing one's intent. It's and it's sort of like um, this is yeah this is where um, really setting the course for what is going to drop in uh, in December this year and then what's going to carry us what's going to be the manifestation or the the creation grid that's going to carry things forward for the next year Mm, okay so um so this is uh uh i've likened it and i've expressed i mean i guess it's somewhat subjective but this is the most potent manifestation gateway not necessarily in what you're going to receive but it's like the what blueprint are you bringing into hmm. into play? The, all right. So typically, like the twelve twelve gateway, Christmas time. That's more on the receptive side. Okay. Okay. So there's lots of inbound stuff coming in, inbound energies, which was true last year too, with the mm-hmm. like the, the golden vibrations and things that were coming in energetically um, last Christmas. Uh, or last December, so this is really, this is really kind of on uh, the blueprint side of what we're putting into the grid. Okay. Okay. So that's not doesn't mean that there's nothing there's nothing that um, uh, one might receive through this particular transit. Mm-hmm. Maybe the case, but the real emphasis here is on what are we putting out there. Okay. So with that foundation, that foundational information about what the flavor of the, the lion's gate is, are there um, things that, may, that, that we may experience that are supporting that happening? Um, Slash, are there things that we can do to support it? So you know, if we're if we're bringing things into creation, into manifestation, um, are there ways that the universe and the energies may kind of naturally help to line us up so that we can make the most of that, or things that we can do ourselves? Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it, um... Um, okay, well, to be clear, yeah, <laughs> then clearly, clearly, clear? clear, clearly, um, then you just want to be clear. Oh, right, okay, that's clear. That's clear, uh, yes, okay, <laughs> all right. Clearly, we're making a point here, okay, <laughs> that's a little bit of an inside joke, but okay, so, um, um. <clears throat> Yeah, just yesterday we had a contest to see how many times in different ways we could use the word clear in one sentence. <laughs> okay. Um, 
All right. So uh, the when we're going into a manifestation window, understand that uh, there is there's certainly your your typical kind of um, imagine you got a wishing well, and see this is a good way to look at the eight eight gateway. It's a wishing well. What are you wishing for? It's this is. We're we're dropping off our letters to Santa here, okay? But we got to give a, you know give Santa a few months, you know, make sure yes. that the letters get there. Right. We got time for the elves to make all the toys and stuff in order to. <laughs> so hence the in advance, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, in our wishing, well, we want to put our wishes forward. So um, so one of the things that we can just we can simply do and. Um, I like to practically do this when it comes to manifestation and wishes. And so I, where, um, I take a piece of paper, and I like to use a physical mm-hmm. piece of paper, and I like to write, handwrite, mm-hmm. when I'm doing this. It's okay. just because it, uh, it connects. It's a kinesthetic way, way it connects the kind of the body. And, and I'll write out what my desire happens to be. And then I, um, and then I seal it up and put it in an envelope. Mm-hmm. And then uh, generally I'll take that and I'll, I'll put it on, you know, an altar place or in my case, you know, I tend to have pyramids and things like that. So I might place it under a pyramid. Um, sometimes I commit it to the flame mm-hmm. and might do some kind of, you know, ceremony ritual like that. Um, uh, and hey, anyone out there just wants to, you know, write Santa on it and drop it in the mailbox that actually, you know. <laughs> that actually goes somewhere, and that's kind of a fun way to do something as well. So there's no, you, you can be creative in whatever actually speaks to you and what you want to do with this. Um, but that's one, one one thing that we can actually do. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, but that's actually you know that's all obviously at the at the conscious level. And one of the, th- one of the things I want to kind of talk a little bit more about is that when we go into a manifestation window like this, we're actually manifesting like what I call our whole stack. So it's not just what our conscious wishes, desires are. It's going to be our subconscious and unconscious as well. And so it's like our, our whole energy system goes into this and gets amplified. And so in advance of this, this gateway... Um, it is helpful, if you will, to, um, to uh, pay mind in your meditation practice to, uh, to uh, clearing your energy field, uh, resolving any old wounds, um, uh, using that magical key of forgiveness with ourself and others as much as we can to um, in order to resolve any wounding that you see those any wounds that we have actually are part of our creation matrix or pattern and so that's why certain things just tend to repeat Certain dramas tend to repeat mm. and repeat and repeat, uh, and they're going to they continue to do so because they're brought forth into manifestation because of something, some energy that is still within us. Mm-hmm. And so the 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 external drama. So this is sort of like this is this time where we're laying out a script, 
that the whole universe is going to use to craft our experiences for the next year. Mm. So you want to, you know, and our energy system is our script. Mm-hmm. It contains all of it. So um, you may experience, now we're, we're actually, you know, we're about coming up on the halfway point or midway point of the course that we're teaching right now on on dreams mm-hmm. and dreamscapes and such. And so there's been a lot of um, our focus and stuff has been around around dreams of lately. So this is also a great time to pay attention to your dreamscapes. Because you may find certain things are coming to light. And one of the things that we've been kind of noticing, and um, both somewhat within the course that we're teaching, but I'm also getting it from other channels or other... um, uh, Contacts. Contacts, beloveds. Beloveds, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Where uh, there are primal fears that are surfacing. And so this, I would just have as a message to everybody right now. If you happen to find certain things, whether they're, say, through dreamscapes or through in your meditations or in your quiet times or something, things are entering your consciousness that are very primal fears um, that take you to almost terrifying levels of, you know, of, of, of consciousness. Mm-hmm. That there, this is this is a gift. Is what you're what's doing is something's coming out, okay, mm-hmm. and it's coming up so that it's going to release that you won't carry forward into this lion's gate. That's wonderful, and so one of the things that 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 I feel to emphasize with what you're saying is embracing that. Because when we're in fear or when we're seeing something that we don't want to be part of our reality, because I, for example, have had dreams. Let's go with that thread. You know, I've had dreams um, lately, one in particular that that dealt with a a primal fear of mine, which is sharks. And funnily enough, you had a a similar you had a, a shark dream, too. And another participant in our course um, with the etheric support work, uh, also had a shark dream. So that's interesting that that's happening, you know, mm-hmm. surfacing more on a, a more collective level. But, but for me, that represents a very deep, uh, wound for, you know, to use the word that you, that you used. I, I've always been really afraid of sharks to the extent that it's hard for me to go into the ocean. And, um, and so it could be that my instinct might be like, oh, I don't like that. I reject it. I don't want to look at it. I want to forget that, you know, and it's like, and to, to label that dream as a nightmare and, you know, just reject it. And again, this can surface, like you said, it, it could surface in the dream time or it can be something that comes to light in your conscious waking time where you feel, you know, you're dealing with a sense of, of, um, 
loathing or, you know, something that you don't want to see, uh, you don't want to address. But when you look at that as a gift, then there's that acceptance. And it's important that you don't reject it, but that you, you look at it, that you see the gift that's within it in order for it to be released. Because if it's rising to the surface, it, you can trust that it's time for you to see this. Um, and if you reject it and you don't want to address it or see it, you know, then it's going to repress again. And, um, and then, you know, you will carry it into the lion's gate. Yeah, so um, there's a way to actually make this fun. Well, as fun as possible, I guess, is mm-hmm. its thing. Now, uh, anytime we're dealing with with our fears, and and uh, there's these gifts that come, when they just kind of surface on their own, as unpleasant as that might be, um, that's really a gift because there's um, there's fewer individuals who actively seek to ferret out what fears might be lurking within their own consciousness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, um, but one of the things to do is like that old, what was that old TV show, Name That Tune? Mm -hmm. Everybody played at that or maybe at a home version of that game. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the objective is simply to name that tune as you're listening to it Okay, you're trying to retrieve it. Okay, so this uh, this takes um, uh, what you call this is a kind of a um, an emotional memory test when it comes to fears is to name that fear. Mm. Okay, so if you want to gain and reclaim power of yourself and not be governed by fear and not let fear govern your reality, then just name the fear. And as soon as you can name it, then you take command over it and can dispel it. Mm. Okay, it's like just taking the reins back. And the ways that, that fears actually keep their, their power and their control over us is because they stay hidden in the dark, so to speak. They, they lurk under the surface where we're in this unnamed way but as soon as we can name it and go oh oh well that's just fear of abandonment i was just or as fear of alone or that's fear of getting eaten by a shark mm-hmm. uh, i know i was trying to think of what the deeper thing of a shark is and i'm like no it's pretty much the shark <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's those teeth <laughs> i have a fear of teeth Parts of my body going missing. Exactly. I'm afraid that the shark won't abandon me. <laughs> yeah. Well, incidentally, we'll probably be covering this in our in our uh, dreams course. In our dreams course, but we can do a little double duty here. Frequently, what what um, um, sharks represent is a fear a fear of deep water. And then deep water itself has psychological fear in terms of the, the depth of emotion, also the depth of the sea, and the descent into this reality. 
And so... Well, plus sharks. Plus... I mean, just plus, plus the fact that they are teeth. sharks. <laughs> yeah. We're like, in this ocean, uh, uh, kind of metaphorically, mm-hmm. and we it's the the what kind of that feels out of our element it's not like where we ultimately come from and so we're swimming in this ocean of reality of 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 being human on earth in unfamiliar surroundings what kind of monsters lurk in the deep Mm, yeah and so most of us as you know um we, you know, of course, when we're, we're kids, mm-hmm. it's really clear because the monsters are in the closet and under, under the, the bed. bed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's yes. where they live. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you get old enough to go, you know what? I'm getting one of them platform beds that's right on the floor. So <laughs> <laughs> done with that. Take care you of that. Take care yeah. of that one. All uh-huh. right. And then we did, you know, do something with the closet. We we go okay, <laughs> all right. Um, and uh, um, but the the to the adult mind, that shark still represents that monster because it's a something that still can live within this archetype of the yeah the consciousness. So. Um, and this is one, if, if anyone hasn't been out into deep ocean or deep blue water and tried to j- jump in it, and yeah, go ahead, do that. Tell me you're not thinking about what's lurking under there. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. you feel like a little piece of bait. I, mean, I know. It's a big difference from jumping in the ocean or at the beach yeah. and going out in deep water and jumping in. Yep. I remember on my honeymoon, we, we took a boat out and, tried, and we, we snorkeled in the, the ocean, in the Indian Ocean. And, uh, I already was dealing with this fear, and it was worse then. I'm better now, but I don't know that I could do something. I don't know that I still could do that now or, or want to. I mean, I could make myself do it, but I don't know that I'd enjoy it. But I remember putting my, my face down with my goggles, and then I looked you know, up, but I was underwater still, and I was, just, and it was so vast, it yeah. was so big, and I just hightailed it as fast as I could to the boat, and then I just watched everybody snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "There are definitely sharks here." <laughs> yeah, it's it is it is bonkers. I had a yeah. I had a similar episode there. It was like a Finding Nemo moment mm-hmm. in in Hawaii where um, I'd swam out about. I don't know, 150 yards to the edge of the, the uh, like this volcanic coral reef, mm-hmm. where it just all of a sudden just drops. It just drops, mm-hmm. and um, and um, and out there, you, I could see, and there's some whales, and the, and wow. but, but it was like, uh, you know, it just all of a sudden you just felt com- you just feel completely like vulnerable yeah and this is not my element you know yeah. i swam out a little ways into it and i'm like wow this is really this is really freaky yeah yeah, yeah. i definitely feel like a piece of food right yeah um okay so that's um you know that's 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 one of the one of the ways one of the ways can... and 
Yeah, and so uh, there's other primal fears I like to call. There's the three S's, right? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, sharks, snakes, spiders, and um, um, you know, and they speak to different psychological uh, conditions. So um, you know, spiders are it's it's a fear of being entrapped, mm. being caught in the web. Um, you can't see mm. and um, and then um, uh, snakes represent more prime is a real primal fear um, and it's very typically associated with uh, uh, with power so um, mm. uh, and uh, fear of being manipulated mm. um, now I'm not gonna not gonna go full blown into all the symbolism of here, but um, this is for those that are like uh, for those that are strong enough or and want to do some of this work. Just picking one of those three, and then to sit in 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 contemplation and meditation with hey, which of the three S's am I most terrified with and to let that feeling come up and then play the name that tune Mm. i mean this is a very quick it's like a quick way to access our primal fear base and then and then that can help us to actually surface whatever fears are in us um, so that's a way to kind of consciously do it. But you may be actually already experiencing some of this stuff actually already per- percolating up through your dreamscapes as we come up into this lionscape. And if such, that's a um, be not dismayed. It's a real, it's a real gift because mm-hmm. the more we're actually cleared out of any of these elements and aspects, then that means the clearer um, our, our grid of manifestation is going to be. So that when really we get that blueprint in, in, yeah, it's got it's got clear. It's got good stuff. Yeah, clear it. foundation yeah. and yeah, yeah. Is it correct that when we go through these passageways, that they also amplify everything? So whatever you're bringing in to this passageway, just builds out it amplifies and so that's another reason that you want to clear yes yeah and um and i think we've we've talked and we've touched on this and we seem to to comes up maybe every three or four months or so mm-hmm. um when we kind of do a little pulse reading on state of affairs in the world and the energetics of the planet or whatnot that there's this continuous uptick Mm -hmm. and so through these these particular gateways or alignments there's an energetic uptick this is happening like it or not and it's Mm -hmm. you know it's related to so many things um uh, not the least of which is just pure cosmology Mm -hmm. and um the as this energy levels continue to increase, then it's going to amplify everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, and so 
Um, yeah, so to the extent that we're able to make these adjustments consciously or subconsciously mm-hmm. through our dream work, um, then it, be, it will behoove us going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so that we don't face these monsters, if you will, that become part of our script. Okay. Because the monsters will get bigger. Yeah. 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 And which is, yeah, I don't want to say funny, but um, uh, it's uh, part of it's part of the grand illusion. Right. 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 So um, now. Um, I, there's, there's, uh, there's one other thing to do with this lion's gate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another type of, of like meditation or contemplation, um, which is quite specifically to meditate on the lion. Mm. Okay. So the lion is the, this is the guardian of the gates. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the, uh, now you've got a new kitten in your life. I got two kittens in mine. So there's all kinds of kitty, kitty cat energy actually flowing around. Yes. Um, which is also very appropriate. Um, true. Right. Yeah. Cause this is, this is cat energy we're talking about. Um, so the with the lion's gate. So, if you have a cat, pet your cat. <laughs> Make sure you feed it. Yeah. Be nice to your cat. If you have a kitten, it's gonna need a lot of feeding. Yes. This is what we've been talking yeah. about. They eat all, all the time. The time. <laughs> um, and you might also just kind of pay attention to uh, how you're seeing cats show up. In your own experience, uh, because they may likely they're going to be seeing them mm. more and more places. Um, now, with the the lion in particular, see the beauty of the lion is uh, it's well, it's king, mm. right? King of the jungle. Um, so, is to embrace the lion as your protector, and um, and certainly now uh, there there may be I can understand there might be some primal fears of like facing the lion in the wild. I get that, um, you know, for realsies, mm-hmm. uh, theoretically speaking. Um, mm, the lion mm, it's our great protector um, and so in our meditations and our way to embrace the lion we have a perfect archetype yeah. in Aslan you know so from the Narnia series and you, you know just yeah just imagine you're just meeting Aslan face to face and just hugging that mane 
this is a beautiful embrace because the power of that protector. Um, sharks what? <laughs> Snakes what? Spiders what? <laughs> so, okay, so in advance of the lion's gate, embracing the lion as our great protector. And, um, and, and that will take care of so many of those subconscious fears if we just feel into that loving and powerful embrace and uh, the roar of the lion you know and you know as then let that roar just 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 echo through our whole consciousness just just let it terrify you know any of those fears any of those 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 foul demons that that are lurking in the dark. Beautiful. I love that. Let us all embrace our our lion protectors. Yes. So it is. Well, thank you so much, Michael. You're welcome. Thank you for all this wisdom. And uh, and happy Lionsgate passage to all of you beautiful listeners out there. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.